Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yay, you found another Heard at Media production. Welcome to Mommy Issues, a podcast where an ex-reality TV star mom and her reality TV-loving daughter bridge the gap between their generations through celeb news, all things Bravo, and their own personal Mommy Issues. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mommy Issues. We have a special guest today. Honestly, our first guest that's not David Yontif, which is right. exciting. <laughs> Our first female guest, actually. Guys, welcome. Well, we don't mess around. We don't mess around when we bring you a guest. Welcome, Melissa fucking Rivers to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> fucking thank you. <laughs> How thank the hell you are so you? Much. I'm great, thank you. I'm, you know, it's like any of us. We're all just doing our best every day and trying not to make a total mess of our lives. Amen. We just didn't ask me anything on our Instagram last week and we answered questions on our episode. And one of the questions was, who is your dream guest? Because we had talked about doing guests of like, oh, mother and daughter guests, because that would be iconic. What better guest than Melissa Rivers, who has like the most iconic mom ever. And Um, and mother daughter relationship that was played out on our TVs forever. Yeah, we were just talking about how I am the Melissa Rivers to my mom's Joan River. So oh, well, that's that very as- much that's very much a compliment. And that's very much a compliment <laughs> to me. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so since it's mommy issues, we would love to talk about your mommy issues. If you oh, there are any. many. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you guys know this, and I and you have a sister as well. Growing up with a strong mom. Mm -hmm. is quite the experience. And I think strong moms either make very weak girl children or very strong girl children. Yeah. And I grew up with a very strong mom. And I think that's a lot of where I get my resilience because my example was so resilient. And yeah. took life on and didn't cower. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's... I think I think that's a good thing. You know, I, I, I think that's a really good thing. Does that also mean you probably are gonna butt heads a whole lot? And as you grow up through different things, 100 percent Oh, yeah. You have two people that can dig in and not move. Do you, do you remember, or, you know, when you first had your son or or shortly after, as he was growing up, 
ever think my mom was right? Mm. Oh. That's a great question. <laughs> By the way, I'm actually thinking it more and more and more because I look back and say, God damn it. She was right. But more about my life than his life. I really think about in his life when he's doing something that's upsetting me or ignoring me and doesn't get why that's so hurtful. And I think back, oh my God, I did the exact same things. And now I know how it feels. Mm-hmm. I, I really believe that that's a great gift to us as grandmothers, you know, because for a long time, you know, our kids, they, they think we're full of shit and we think they're foolish. And then at some point, you know, when they you have your own children, you think, wow, you know, I, I, I kind of get it. I, I get what she was trying, you know, for me, it, it's, Beva's been always a, don't tell me what to do. You know, you're not the boss of me kind of kid. And I could have spared her so much heartache and there's just no way that she would ever take that advice and I just one you know I can see her daughter already having that kind of spirit and so she's gonna have to go through that why why doesn't anyone anybody learn wouldn't it be easier when we waste less time well Well, I think this is the way it's supposed to be it's very healing to like become a mom and then see yourself as a mom and see what your mom did to sacrifice. Like it's, it's a very healing thing. And I I think it happens when it's supposed to happen. You know, I I have found it like a rolling thing. Like Cooper's always like, why do I have to check in? And I said to him, like Cooper, I had to check in till the day your grandmother died. Like it doesn't matter. And I used to be like, well, I don't want to wake you up. She's like, it's fine. And he's like, oh, wake me up. Ugh, ugh. And I'm like, you'll get it one day. Yeah. Although my mother, one of the great things she said to me once, which was actually really frightening, was she said to me, you know, you're a much better parent than I ever was. Oh, wow. And on one hand, that was a huge compliment. On the other hand, that was one of the most terrifying things she had <laughs> ever said to me. Why is that? Because yeah. don't you have a recollection of whether your childhood was, you know, no, what, my what childhood, that mean? meaning that like, oh my God, you don't think you, you, you look back and say, wow, I could have done a better job. Yeah. Well, like, I think back and think that. Yeah. And it's you like, probably will too. Both of you. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, like I said, I'm like, thank you. I'm not sure what that yeah. says about me. It doesn't say a lot of good about her. <laughs> she thinks that. I think that what happens is that at the moment you think you're doing the best you can. And then in hindsight, you look back and say, why did I do that? I, you know, like I forced her to do debate with her sister when her sister was this nerdy kind of debater type person. Yeah. And Beva yeah. didn't like that. And I made her do ballet instead of more jazz or modern dance because I thought that was right. And she, her body, you know, at some point, this old woman, you know, dance teacher told her that her body had betrayed her because she had, you know, she had boobs boobs now. Yeah, but then as, but then I, and I hated my mom for that. All I wanted to do, I mean, these are trivial things, but all I wanted to do was like be in hip hop. And I didn't want to be in debate because I had a lisp and a stutter. So it didn't make sense for me to be in debate. I wanted to do other things. But I think like, as I grew up and I became a mom, I was like, after having my daughter, after six weeks, I was like, oh, my mom got pregnant now with me. And I was like, I would 
I would fucking kill myself. I would probably, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm going to say it. I would have an abortion. And so I was like, I would, because it's unfathomable. I was so unwell at six weeks. It was not okay. And then I thought if I had two kids that were 11 months apart, I would put them in the same fucking thing all the time. I put them in ballet. I'd put them, I'd be like, I don't care what you want. This is what I'm capable of doing because it's so hard. Wow. So I get a pass for that. All I'm saying is like, you probably are like, I could have done better. I could have like really catered to your needs. And that is probably true. But I think with what you guys were able to do, you did the best you can. And then I learned that, you know, and I think that's okay. It's like the cycle of life. You just kind of have to like get to that point where you understand what your parents were doing and why. Now, I and I, Cooper's just, we're just having these conversations about, you have to remember that we all, meaning me, did the best we could. We didn't exactly. take and make any decision lightly. Right. Now, as I say about, you know, my parenting style is you take the good, you jettison the bad. And every generation tries to make it a little bit better. Right. But it's really hard. I have a friend who, so when hard. his son was born, the first thing he did was he said his first instinct was to call his parents and apologize for every shitty thing he had ever done. <laughs> I have, I still have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> The, the things that we discover on this podcast also because <laughs> she'll say, you know, that that summer that I did Molly like every weekend, I'm like, what did you do every weekend? What the hell is Molly? You yeah. know, and, and then now and she was a drug addict for a whole oh summer. Oh, my God. I wasn't a drug addict. And it like I should have taken her to rehab. Oh, my and so God. So things that we talked about, like how how, you know, she was every time that she saw the Victoria's Secret fashion show. um she would go into these horrible bouts of self-loathing and make herself throw up and all this stuff. All this has come out on our podcast. I did not know these things. So much cheaper than therapy. It is so much cheaper than therapy. Sorry. You're my so, kid. <laughs> so I was listening to your podcast, Melissa, and I, the, the Bravo con episode was so funny. All the stuff you, you think your mom would look to you know what you're doing now the fun stuff in, in your own style right just getting mm-hmm. your felt carpet that you you know when people would stand on and thinking <laughs> this is a red carpet would she love that oh my god she would totally love I that I think so too she yeah. would totally love that she you know my mother honestly had for as sophisticated as a lot of her humor was in real life she had a very silly sense of humor right she was yeah. very silly practical jokes you know, just very, we always used to call it sophomoric yeah. sense and, of humor in real life. Yeah. You know, um, and I, what I liked about her so much and, you know, which is really somebody that has a real sense of humor and can be that funny, you have to dish it out, but also be able to take it. And I thought that she loved that. She loved when people would, you know, give her, give her hers back to her, you know, roast her, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if, but if someone could go toe to toe with her, then it was fun because mm-hmm. everybody knew it was fun. Right. And not serious. Serious. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, there's some wonderful clips out there like her and Betty White, her and Joan Collins, her, you know, I mean, where everyone is funny. Yeah. And it just, it becomes like she used to say a ping pong match. Yep. That's how my mom is. <laughs> my, question, 
My question to you though, is why, not why, but I guess when you went into business with your mom, like working so closely with her, was that something that you were like actively were like, I think this is going to be great for our relationship. And then was it, did it actually make your relationship stronger? I was not actively pursuing it. (laughs) Uh, When we got the offer from E, I guess we had been not getting along at that particular moment. And she said to them, when he said, would she be interested? She goes, I don't know. You have to ask her. Cause if I ask her, she'll just say no. So obviously no, about having right. a great moment. Um, so it was not something we were actively pursuing. Did we realize very quickly that we were onto something and that our relationship and our humor and our style worked creatively and in this very sort of hyper-realistic sense. Absolutely. Yeah. We're both performers. We realized that we had something. Yeah. And And that feels great. That's so much, you know, that kind of probably builds even a stronger bond because now you're, you know, and she, she'll, she respects you in a different way. And, and you, you know, you see each other through different lenses too, as professionals. But believe me, we have a very different professional style. And there were days I literally wanted to kill her. And there were days she literally wanted to kill me. Yeah. But we always knew we were fighting the same enemy professionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're on the same side. Yeah. As long as you're teammates about it, even because obviously it's going to differ from like different generation to different generation. I, we both know that Mm -hmm. as long as you're fighting as a team, you're good. That's like the biggest thing. Yes. And we definitely had a divide and conquer kind of thing in, in meetings and pitches where she would quote unquote blow up. Mm and leave or whatever. And I would stay and just be like, okay, guys, how are we going to work this out? <laughs> You'd pick up the pieces, the fallout. But also knowing exactly what was happening. My mom had been given um, a beautiful watch by one of the companies that we worked for. It was by E. It was for her 80th birthday. And she was in the meeting and she takes off the watch. She goes, I don't need this. And everyone's kind of like, and I'm like, well, okay, we're going to, we're going to work this out. And I just, my one hand just came over quietly and pulled the watch. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, like I the first, yeah. And the first thing she said was, you got the watch, right? I'm like, of course <laughs> I did. Of course I did. Yeah, right. It was the theatrics of it yeah. all. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Exactly. That, that evidence that you get her, that you yeah. got her. Yeah. Well, and That's- she knew I was going to get the watch back. Right. Of course. Of course. She said out the corner of her eye, she just saw my hand come up and slide it back. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, let's talk so about good. your son because your your son is gen z right yes he is gen z you're gen x how is yes. that dynamic are you feel do you feel yourself kind of like feeling a little vintage at times um yes but i feel more vintage especially with like music and which i always use them as my own personal focus group how we consume content. Mm -hmm. And I find that very interesting. I feel like I have my own little focus group. He'll watch YouTube over anything. And, you know, he's always like, oh, check out this show on YouTube. And I find that very interesting from a producing point of view. 
Yeah. And, and, and how he does that. It's so interesting because I mean, that it's like a meme that's everywhere. It's like, oh, I'm not interested in like committing to a two hour movie. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch like 18 hours of this TV show. It's like, right. what are we doing, guys? But yeah, yeah, YouTube, especially for the younger generation. I mean, you can be on there for a whole day. I know because oh. I, I used to be a reality TV producer and I just transitioned into YouTube producing. Like I produced YouTube videos for this channel and it's the amount of views that we're getting on one video is more than I would get on a season of an entire show. It's okay. What show did you, what show did you work on? I've worked on so many I've done. I've did the big brunch for HBO max. I did the American, the great American baking show, which is a great British baking show. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with the great British baking show. You did that. We went to Windsor. It was so fun. I was, I am obsessed. So fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like probably the nicest show I've ever done. And then I've done others like Lego Masters, World of Dance, like that kind of stuff. I was doing it for a long time and I had to, after I had my daughter, I was like, I can't be freelance anymore. I'm not going to like wake up at 5 a.m. and get home at 10 p.m. It's not going to happen anymore. So. And you've done a lot of Food Network stuff too. A lot of competition shows. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Food Network shows. Um, Yeah. But by the way, doesn't it, doesn't it, which it does for me, ruin being able to watch a lot of things? Because you know, you know how the sausage gets made. Yes, for sure. The only thing is like, I do a lot of competition reality TV, which I do not watch because I'm not interested in it. The docu-soap, like the Real Housewives, the Vanderpump Rules, the Selling Sunsets, I'm all in because I'm like, even though, of course, I know there are moments that are produced, I'm like, I could still get into it. You know, (laughs) it's the competition stuff. It's amazing. I I also... I, was, I also think it's amazing because I've worked on a few of those shows as well. Um, people really have no idea this very stringent standard and practices and rules that have to be completely yeah. observed to the point oh, of yeah. crazy. It's the gameplay stuff is real. I, it is that real. in itself is real because there's people sitting there watching and making sure that you're not making a call for story. It's like, no, right. we're making the call because they lost. Right. And they were no, and they take away all story, your, you know, sure. I did, I did food network, network star and they took, they take your, your cell phone. They put you in a room, they take your TV. You have no way of looking at no, anything. And then, yeah, that was triage. And then you have to like yeah. stand there and when they read the rules, they go, I understand the rules. Everybody mm-hmm. has to say that it's very, yeah, that, that made housewives look like a walk in the park. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Melissa, do you watch any? like housewives or any sort of reality tv she likes Hills, right i well here's the thing is i started housewives back when it was the original like oc in, type like of the old school oc yeah. and then you know i watched a little this a little, i didn't i'm not okay the show that i'm very heavily invested in is below deck really oh okay I, people love that show i yeah. am i can't get enough of it I watched every season of every franchise. I'm completely wow. caught up and it bums me out because I have to wait a week for n- new stuff. <laughs> that's so interesting. That you see that's a blind spot for us because and I correct me if I'm wrong, mommy, but for me, 
I want to see affluent people. I don't want to see people living in tight bunks. I'm like, that's depressing. Yeah, but you me. still see affluent people. Oh my God. You see, the affluent, you see affluent people acting horribly. Horribly. Yeah. And I really think... drunk because they're not ever going to be driving anything. Don't you remember? They invited us once to do this. You, me, and your sister. And then, you, and like, it, what part of us is affluent? This is what I'm saying. It's all fake. Right. That part was fake. I mean, obviously, but. And there, there was like, you have to give like $25,000 per person, you know, tip to everybody. And it's like, and then you're going to film me on top of that. No, I'd rather take Absolutely that money and not. have a fabulous vacation. Well, I'm they, also not they, talk, on they talk to us and I had to be really honest and say, we are so boring. Yeah, we would be totally We boring. are. So, they go, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, first of all, I'd sleep the whole time. Oh, that's what a vacation is for. Yeah. And then we'll sit and read and yeah, have dinner or whatever. Have yeah. dinner and would never send anything back. I, if I was allergic to something they put in front of me, I'd be like, thank you so much. I love it. It's I yes. don't, I don't want to dry my hair. Mm -mm. You know, all, they all get so dressed up for dinner and I always laugh because I look at the preference sheets and they want this party and they want that party. I'm like, no, no. Can we eat at like seven? And maybe late as 7.30, maybe 6.30 some <laughs> nights. But I'd like to be in bed at 9, 9.30. Yeah. Well, if you were on that show, it would ruin the show for you. You wouldn't be able to watch it anymore. So. Well, I, I, we spent a lot of time in, in with my mom and stuff chartering. So I know really how it works. And yeah. is it very so, similar? What? Is it similar like the people that work on the boats? Yes. But, you know, remember what, the front of house is always very perfect. Mm -hmm. But my problem is, is I want to go around and watch them shooting. Right. Yeah. Right, right, because, right. You know, when you put on your producer hat, I kind of want to mm -hmm. see. And I found out where they actually set up Video Village. Like, I want to go sit in Video Village. Right. And watch yeah. them, you know. Yeah. And I don't think they would approve of that. <laughs> They'd be like, I think, they should, talent. <laughs> I think they should hire me to host a behind the scenes. Yeah. See? That, sure. that's something I feel like they, they would be lucky to have you producing a behind oh, the scenes. Oh, I would totally kidding? do. I would totally do a behind the scenes of the whole thing, but they don't want to, they don't want to do that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, because what it takes away the mystery. Exactly. The it would take, yeah. Right. Exactly. And remember you shoot for so much, you know, from, from housewives, it's boring. Mm-hmm. Which is why they like, especially on some of these shows, that they formulate storylines. And who was I just listening to or talking to? And they said, half the times, half the time, you want to go home, you're tired, you know they just want something inflammatory. It's a, tell me, I'll just say it. Yeah, you look at each other and go, okay, let's just do this so we can all yeah. go home. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> tell me what you want me to do. You want me to flip the table? Should I pull a weave? What do you want me to do? Just shut, you know, just let me go home. That, yeah. that that is very true. Uh, you know, you were saying how you used to watch Housewives at the beginning, beginning, and then if you've caught a few shows now, because I was on in 2011 through 13, that Housewives is completely different from mm -hmm. today and what I experienced today. Do you see that as a viewer, like as a, and do you like it more or less? Um, I think... From the very, very beginning, it was very rough. Mm -hmm. You know, they were still finding their footing. And then once they found their footing and their production values, 
It was great. But as you know, everything comes down to the cast. Yeah. yeah. It can be the best show, the worst show. It comes down to the cast. Yeah. And yeah. so when you have great casts and there's that chemistry, it's fantastic. I think that's why they've been able to keep um, Beverly Hills intact for so long. Yeah. Beverly Hills. But you, because you also have these women who are mostly entertainment business based, and that they are, their friends are, and they know what not yeah. to walk away. You don't mm-hmm. walk away by choice, mm-hmm. right? Because as my mother would say, especially like things like fashion police and that, you're not. That's not where you're making your big money. That's your storefront. Oh yeah, exactly. 100%. That gets people in the store, and then they shop. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's. It's difficult. And I know it's difficult for the producers because you're constantly having to keep it fresh and new, which you know from being a producer. It's very hard mm-hmm. to keep it fresh and new, yet keep it compelling. And it comes down to the cast dynamics, just like everything else. Is there chemistry? I was just watching a movie, a big movie, uh, the other night, Napoleon. Mm-hmm. And there could oh. not have been less chemistry. It was so bad. Between the two, really? two main characters. It was, it was such a disappointment. Was, oh, yeah. But literally, there was zero chemistry. You're like, I'm watching two people that you would not be surprised if you found out later hated each other. Oh, yeah. wow. It, it is. Chemistry it is, all is everything. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's personality driven. All the shows, it doesn't even matter what they're doing, where the trip is or anything else. The dynamic makes sense. With Beverly Hills, it's a very good example. The other Did you shows guys not... watch The Golden Bachelor? Yes. My mom loved it. I've loved never it. watched The Bachelor. I loved Golden Bachelor. I loved it. I, I wish he... I, I needed him to stop crying, though. Yeah, he did cry a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching that and I thought, you know, if I were in that situation, like, would I want to do, you know, this show or whatever? But I'm like, that guy, I would chew him up and spit him out in 15 seconds. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I would be the alpha male in that relationship Yeah, <laughs> because, because he's very, you know, I don't know, milk toast. I don't know. And milk then toast. he, yeah, he and was, then, he was lovely, but enough with the crying. I just, yeah. I couldn't after yeah. I'm like, Oh God, he's crying again. And he was tell everybody he loved them. He loved everybody. Well, yeah. you don't watch The Bachelor. Every Bachelor, every Bachelorette. That's the show, babe. That's what they do. It's the worst show ever. And I was like, how did you feel about some of these women, Melissa? Like when you were watching them, were you more power to you for wearing that? Or did you cringe sometimes? <laughs> no, I thought, and one of our dear, dear, dear friends uh, has worked on The Bachelor since uh, season one, episode one. And he's a big time stylist. Um, And he said every rule that he believed about dressing an older woman got thrown out (sighs) the window. And and he thinks they were right. Right. He's like, you know what? These women look great. You know what? I I do think that the show did one thing and maybe the way that some of them dressed was was just a way to kind of continue in that that whole concept that it's never too late for love it's never too late mm-hmm. for anything that age is just a number and you can find you know a boyfriend a fiance a husband and dress however you want and 
life is not over at 50 or whatever. Well, there are things you shouldn't wear, but that's a whole separate <laughs> show. But I agree, but I'm was, saying if that's the feeling, if that's yeah. the whole thing. But then. it was really interesting hearing from him from a big Hollywood stylist point of view who has, I mean, he used to style my mom and he felt like, and I think a lot of it was because of her, there were these hard and fast rules. Mm. At one point you have to cover your arms a little yes. bit. Not completely, but you have to cover them a little bit. You have to, if your chest is getting liney, you need to, you know, and just these basic rules, of course, most of which my mother did not abide by, but just basic rules. Like my mom was always wanted something to cover the top of her arms. And he's like, you know what? First of all, a lot of women have amazing bodies. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. And number two, you know, the old rules don't apply. No, they don't. They don't because now we we expect to see crepey skin and see all those things and it's okay. That's but the also, one good thing that's happened with the millennials and the and the Gen Z or the Zoomers. But the Zoomers. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, it's like they always say, you know, 50, 40, uh, 50 is the new 40. I'm feeling like 50 is the new 35. I agree. Mm. Oh, I agree. I don't you think know, 50 is a new 40. I think we're past that. Yeah. And one of the things that I love is all these big, what we used to call our fashion girls, these actresses, are all now over 50, the ones we still look to for the best fashion. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, Kate Blanchett, Halle Berry, you know, Julia yeah. Roberts, J-Lo. J-Lo, every Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Oh, they look great. But also, they're still on the cutting edge of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. They're still wearing the most amazing stuff. And I, again, I talk about like the timing with my show, with our show with my mom. We also launched at a time when all these actresses who truly enjoyed fashion and didn't find it a chore were Mm. also starting to make their mark. Right. Yeah. So there was very much, you know, but you see them now and they're, you know, well into their 50s. Yeah. And it's not that they, yeah, it's not they look good for their age. They look good. They just look good. Right. Right. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. It's nice to see. And it's just a breath of fresh, honestly. Um, Before we wrap it up, I wanted to ask you a question that you asked us on your podcast. Okay. I want to know what, what's the biggest thing you've learned from your mom? Okay. The biggest thing I've learned from my mom. Resilience. I love that. My mom used to say, you know, when something bad happens, and I don't mean hugely bad, but most of life's little bumps Set and stuff, yeah. you you get what she used to call a weekend wallow, which is you got two days to feel sorry for yourself and then move on. I am a big believer in that. I will wallow in self-pity for maybe a day, rarely, and then I wipe myself off and I'll like, what's next? What's plan B, C, D? You know, she used to call it a weekend wallow. I love I a love weekend that. wallow. That's a I good love that. thing to keep in the back of my mind. You know, don't, I... you know, and she always say, never forget you're the star. Of, everyone's the star of their own movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what someone else is the starring and, you know, maybe they don't line up, but you're allowed your, you know, two days yeah. to feel shitty about yourself and then move yourself on. Yeah, I love that. That's a great, mm-hmm. great lesson to yeah. leave on. If you guys want to hear our answers to those questions go to a group text with Melissa Rivers 
we did a crossover episode with her. And thank you so much, Melissa. This was so fun. Thank you, thank you so for, much for joining us. It was so, so great. Fun. Well, Thanks. we'll we'll see you all next time. And thank you wow. for joining you. Uh, honestly, you never do an outro, and I really okay. Then do it. Then you do no, it. I love that you took initiative. It was okay. really good. Well, I didn't know if you were going to do it. Do it. Shut up. Thank you for listening to Mommy Issues. Follow us at Mommy Issues the Pod on Instagram at Bayabout underscore Rod at Anna Cooks Q O K S. Melissa, where can they follow you? Uh, everything at Melissa Rivers Official, group text, you know, all the places you would find all your normal chaos. Amazing. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you all next right. week. See Bye. you soon. Bye.